Hey, everybody. It's October 7th, Thursday, 2021. This is Betsy. I went to a wedding on the top of Half Dome, August 8th, 2008, 888. My friends John and Mara got married on the top of Half Dome. Well, they sent the invite in advance and they said, hey, we're going to be no, they didn't send it a month in advance. Scratch that. Of course they sent the invite way before that. Wrong detail. Whenever they sent the invite, I looked at it. And I had already lived in California for a few years, but I had no idea what Half Dome was. It's in Yosemite. And I referenced this on another episode, uh, Climbing Half Dome. And they said, hey, be sure to work out in advance, like be in get yourself in good shape because it's like an 18 mile round trip hike. You cover a mile of elevation in that hike. You got to bring snacks. You got to bring, you know, in the last little bit, you need gloves because you're climbing up 400 feet of, you know, you ropes, kind of like a little rope fence and you're going to need gloves. Well, I read the description and I thought I'm in good shape. This I'm good. This is cool. And I did do I did not do anything special to prepare for it. At the time I was playing soccer pretty regularly. I felt like I was in pretty good fitness. And my sister climbed Half Dome a month before I was to go to this wedding and do this hike. And she was she told me the story and she talked about um that the person that she went with was coaching her every step going up the last 400 feet and she had this mantra and she was really nervous and scared. And she told me all that. And I thought, Oh my goodness, I should be scared because this sounds really harrowing. And I didn't, I didn't know, uh, to be scared. Um, and I'm very glad my sister told me that story and that I had some heads up about what was, this was all about. So then of course I looked it up online and was, uh, somewhat freaked out by uh, the possibility of climbing it. Well, I'm not going to tell the whole half dome climbing story, which I will one time. But the part that I do want to tell is after the wedding. So we climbed up. I uh, There was a point in time where I wasn't going to go. I got to like the part before the ropes and I was sitting with um, my friends, John Rowland and Lindsay Rowland. And Lindsay and I were like, I don't know. Thought we're gonna. I don't know if this is gonna be good. And John, bless his heart, he said he would stand behind the two of us, and he's strong and he's big, and said that he'd be behind us. So if we fell, then he'd be there. That gave both of us some reassurance, and uh, we went on up. But on the way back down, uh, I was, you know, we were up top there for a few hours because everyone had to make it up. There was like 30 people to make it up there. Anyway, by the time we were about to climb down, we needed to get going. So we could be down by sundown. And I was on my way down. And if I went backwards, so imagine like walking downstairs backwards, holding onto the railing on each side. That's basically what you're doing, except you're on like a sheer face of rock and it is, you know, slides out on the right to like a 3000 foot drop. And on the left, it's like 2000 feet drop. So I'm going down backwards. Okay. And in front of me, which is up the mountain are a lot, I can see a lot of the guys 
my old guy friends, I can see many of them and I can see some, some, several people that I knew, but I knew several of the guys and behind me were, um, a couple who were kind of coaching me saying, give me encouragement from behind. Well, at one point on the climb down, um, they said, so every about 10 feet, there's a two by four drilled into the rock. So I was telling you, imagine going down stairs backwards. Well, on stairs, you know, each step is going to be there. Instead, this is going on sheer rock. And then every 10 feet, there's a two by four drilled into the rocks. So you have a little bit of a lip to stand on. Um, and so it was the McArdles and, um, Courtney McArdle, she was saying, Betsy, um, there, she started saying there's a board between us. So now I'm thinking, what? I thought you were right behind me. A board between us would be like, we're more than 10 feet apart. And then a little bit later she says, okay, now there's two boards between us. And I'm thinking, what, what are they doing flying down this thing? And so I'm going down backwards on this thing and there's no one behind me for now 20 feet. Then she says, now there's three boards between and her voice is getting more and more distant. And keep in mind, I am not looking down because no, I didn't want to get frozen in fear on the face of this mountain. So I kept going. Finally, she says, there's four boards between us. And I am just like, okay, now there is nothing behind me for 40 feet. If I slip and fall, I am just flying down this thing and gaining momentum. So I looked up and I, and I just said, can someone get behind me? Can someone help me? Cause I do not like this feeling. And there were probably about, I could see almost everybody who was up ahead of me. I could see, and I knew them because they were part of the wedding. And I see someone go to the outside of the ropes. You're not supposed to go to the outside of the ropes because it's dangerous. If you let go, you're falling, you slide off the rock. Um, this guy gets to the outside of the rock outside of the ropes. And he starts sliding down the ropes on the outside, like sliding his body down the mountain. And I am just like, what? And I quickly realized that is not a guy I know. That is not one of the men that are up the mountain in front of me. It's someone I don't know. And he flies down and he pops up and this guy is wearing a Marines t-shirt. And I thought, wow, thank you. He just flew into action and got behind me. This is not to throw all my friends under the bus for not getting behind me and helping, but then this guy responded faster than everybody. And, you know, I will say that, you know, I'm not a fan of war. I'm not a fan of conflict. I'm not, I, I don't want people to die. I don't want to be fighting. And I'm very grateful to people in the armed forces and the commitment that individuals make to protect this country and to protect our democracy. And I could go on about a lot of maybe different elements of that, but I don't want to focus on the other elements of that. What I want to focus on is this young guy had many members of his family in the military and he wanted to serve his country. And he took that commitment very seriously and that I really honor and respect. And he, he just showed up right. Boom, right there to help me. And this man would have carried me down the mountain. I'm not even kidding you. I remember his name was John and he was from orange County. And I am so sad. I don't remember his last name. But this was in August of 2008, and he was 
I believe in a month or two, he had voluntarily signed up uh, for, for being in the Marines and he was going to Afghanistan. He was being shipped out. And I learned this because he was about to carry me down the mountain and he got right behind me and his, his chest was on my back. I mean, I'm not kidding. This guy was going to carry me down. I said, John, I can, you don't have to like carry me. You know, I could walk a little bit. Bless his heart. He coached me and I'm going to get choked up every time I tell this story because it's so generous. Literally every footstep this guy was like there's a crack here there's it was like my it was like a little like mindfulness meditation he was like okay notice there it was like a you know advanced course and excellent communication skills there's a crack here you're gonna step down with your right foot now put your hand here and i'm right here the whole time he coached me all the way down and i'm thinking this guy's my little angel i was so scared and 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 then I get to the bottom and I am just overjoyed to be down to the bottom and then have made it. And he was there with me. I gave him a big hug and I was like, wow, I couldn't have done it without you. And then I turn and I start telling a friend about this. And then I'm, and then I'm like, oh no, I got to get this guy's address. Like, I'm just, I'm going to send him something. I got to thank him forever. And I turn around and he was gone. He had busted down the mountain. So I'm sad. I don't know who he was and that I don't remember his name because he was my support. What I learned is that the McCardles, the couple that was behind me, she had slipped. She had slipped and her husband caught her and they were so freaked out. They couldn't wait to get down after that. A little counterintuitive, but I have responded like that in situations of like danger and then actually maybe taken more risk to get out of the situation quickly. I think that's, you know, a natural fight flight response. So that freaked me out. I was like, oh my gosh. So they were rushing down the mountain. That's why there was so much space behind me. So this story, you know, today I actually did something new for the first time it, that was a career wise, it was related to a client conversation. And I was nervous about this client conversation. It was a big client opportunity for the work that I do. And I haven't talked a lot about the work that I do, but I do coaching and facilitation and leadership development and a lot of program management um, type of work. And in preparation for that conversation, there's a lot of things that I did because I don't often get nervous well, I should probably take that back because there's a lot of client engagements I get nervous for. And I have a way of kind of interacting with that energy that I think is very supportive. And I wanted to share some of those pieces. Some I some of these things I did do on that day on Half Dome and some of these things I did not do. So one of the things I, I did not do that day is I did not prepare. <laughs> I got the invite for this event, this wedding, and I just thought, oh, I'm good. I'm in good shape. <clears throat> and I think that would have been, <clears throat> I think that would have been really helpful. Pardon me. I don't edit these, so sorry for my voice. <clears throat> um, that would have been helpful for me to work out, prepare, kind of, you know, think it through a little bit more about 
you know, the shoes I was wearing was good, but I think I would have made a different choice. So being prepared and doing some research. Today, I did do that. I did quite a bit of preparation. I did research about the client. I did um, a lot of preparation of the information that I wanted to share, including I scripted out some of what I wanted to say and I rehearsed it so that when I was to the point where I wanted to deliver specific information, that I was confident with the information, I could deliver it smoothly and clearly, and that it would sound very conversational. And that's really important for me, for my confidence, because when I get nervous and excited, I can communicate clearly. And sometimes these episodes show I can kind of go off the rails a little bit. Um, Sometimes it's hard to come back. I'm lucky when I'm able to bring it in for a smooth landing. Um, It's not always the case. So an important client opportunity call, I want to make sure that I had those bits prepared. The other thing that I did in preparation for this call today, and that I also did on Half Dome, was I asked for help. That I was in a situation that was new, uncomfortable, and I said, you know what, this is new for me, and I'm going to reach out to people that I know and ask for help and hire a friend as a coach to work through a couple of the details in preparation for this conversation. And um, even if it's not something about you hiring somebody, but just reaching out to loved ones or colleagues uh, to ask for help with someone who is a subject matter expert or can provide you some guidance um, on that. Now, if it's something you don't have an existing relationship, it is good to pay people. Don't, you know, make a habit of asking people for help and not paying them for their services or having some kind of bartering. If you don't have the money, maybe there's something you could do for them, but asking for help. And, um, and then receiving the help, actually receiving the help. And, you know, I didn't say to this guy, oh, I need help. And then it's like, I did tell him he didn't have to carry me down. But other than that, I was like receiving the help he was giving me. If I didn't receive it, I'd say, no, don't give me any guidance. Don't tell me where to put my foot. Just back up a little bit. You know, it's just like receive the help. Let him help. Let him help me. And I did that with my friend who's a a coach and she gave me some incredibly brilliant guidance and I'm very grateful to her. And that leads to the next point, which is show appreciation and send a thank you. Send it, whether that's a thank you card, whether it's an email, whether it's um, reflecting back the value that you received and how much you appreciate about that person. Um, It could be in some cases, it could be a gift. With this guy, the Marine, John, I didn't I didn't know who he was and he ran off and then I don't know who he is. And so I don't have a specific person to think and he will live in my mind and heart and I hope he remained safe when he was in Afghanistan. I hope he's living a great life now. And wherever he is, I will send this guy love and be in gratitude for his generosity to help me when I needed it. And I guess lastly is when people ask you for help, step up, let's do it. Like, how can I help? And what we each go through, you know, you might, if you know, you might look at me and think that I'm confident in ABC areas and that 
I wouldn't need help in certain areas. And I might think the same thing about you, but we can't know everything about each other, about how we're feeling about something. And sometimes it's hard to say, hey, I'm doing this new thing and I'm nervous about it and I need help. And sometimes the help might not be a coach. It might be words of encouragement. It might be um, having somebody tell somebody who's close to you, don't try to make me not nervous. Just let me be nervous. Let me just have that be part of the experience. It could be um, you know, just, it could be any of that, but just thanking people for that and, um, allowing that to be just whatever emerges is part of the experience because, you know, you might feel like if you told somebody you needed help, they might be shocked, but I can tell you that they know you better after that. And if you can practice to be vulnerable and to say, I'm really feeling uncomfortable about this and I don't need you to fix it and I don't need any strategies, but I just need you to know that I feel vulnerable. And after I have this experience that's new, I might need some gentleness. Maybe we could go for a walk. Maybe we could have a debrief where we celebrate what I felt like went well and just be easy on yourself because you're growing. You're doing something new and you might get rejected, you know, with this client opportunity that I, huge client opportunity. I just had a conversation. It might not work out. Might not get it. You might choose somebody else, might get rejected. And that can be hard, but it's all part of saying, Hey, if I want to have great experiences in life and help people in big, significant ways, um, in order to do that, I got to put myself out there. And so in the ways that you're doing that with yourself and your life and your work and your family, um, I honor you for the ways that you're stretching, for the things that you're doing that freak you out and make you really nervous. And and when it happens, be gentle, be gentle. Sending lots of love to you today. Talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) 